This is episode 189 of IDRA Class Notes. Coming out as a gay person isn't something that you do one time. You do it all the time. You do it every time you meet someone. You do it every time you get a new job. You do it when you're in school, every time you go to a new grade and you encounter new students. Being career and college readiness, it means being okay with who you are. Being okay with sharing pieces of yourself. And then also knowing, just like any adult knows, there's so much information that you release at certain times because it's just professionalism. Welcome back to IDRA's podcast, Class Notes. I'm Aurelio Montemayor. I'm going to be having a conversation with my colleague, Michelle Vega, here at IDRA. Michelle, last spring, you co-presented at a workshop. We had our annual Parent Institute. Uh, The general topic was Keeping the Promise, Families Lead. And your workshop, your presentation with two other people, is called 10 Ways to Make Schools Safer for LGBTQ Students. Why was it important to have that session? Let me go ahead and start out by letting you guys know who my co-presenters were. I had Logan Vega. He is a technology coordinator at Pasha Law. He's also my son. And Irene Galindo Cantu, who is a loan officer at Movement Mortgage. Why was it important to have this session? As a parent of a gay child and an employee of IDRA, we felt that it was important to include the student demographic in our parent institute. Additionally, our IDRA EAC South Center provides services to school districts to create equity plans for schools. So again, just going back to that, all-inclusive. As IDRA's mission, we believe that all students should have a right to fair, equitable, and excellent education. And that includes this demographic of the LGBTQ students. So during our Parent Institute, one of our goals is to inform parents about the issues that their students may face and how the parents can act on their students' behalf. Again, it was just a very important topic because parents and educators don't always know how to protect their students. They don't always know how to ask the right questions. And that in itself is one of those qualities that we gain as as human beings the longer we live with our experience. So when you ask the right questions, you get the right answers. So that's what we try to do at the Parent Institute is help our parents understand what the right questions are. Okay, and your title had 10 ways. Could you, first of all, briefly go down those 10 ways, and where did you get this source? What's the source of the information? Okay, the source of the information was the PFLAG website, and PFLAG stands for Parents of Lesbian and Gay Students, and they're an advocacy group that assists parents with, again, advocating for their students. The 10 ways that they outline and, and we feel Uh, strongly about as well, is that we want parents to learn the facts. We want parents to speak on behalf of their students, so use your words. Stop bad behavior such as bullying and harassment. Get involved, so engaging with the school and the administrators. Support healthy relationships is number six. Positive mental health. College and career, so being future ready. 
access to support and resources, again, just having the information that they need so that they can advocate for their students, and then also supporting inclusion. Three that I'd like to hit on right now are is the involvement piece. So parents can help schools craft inclusion policies to help districts be mindful of the students' needs. Administrators may not have a gay family member. Administrators may not be familiar with the issues that gay students face. So again, as a parent and as an advocate, you can bring those issues to the forefront and help craft the policies that are going to ensure your students getting a quality education. Another is positive mental health. I feel as an educator and as a parent that one of the issues that we face as a society as a whole is that we need to remove the stigma of mental health and we need for our students to let us know that if they're having an issue, if they are uh, worried about their mental health, that they have the ability to talk to an adult, find resources, talk to a parent or a teacher or a counselor or the Title IX coordinator on campus and, and seek help because, you know, it's just part of the human condition. Mental health is not something to be afraid of. It's not something that a student or an adult, for that matter, should feel ashamed of. It's something that a lot of us encounter, and all we have to do is seek out resources and feel comfortable doing that so that we can get ourselves to a healthy place, a positive place. Lastly, college and career readiness. Something that my son told me kind of blew my mind recently. He mentioned that coming out as a gay person isn't something that you do one time. You do it all the time. You do it every time you meet someone. You do it every time you get a new job. You do it when you're in school, every time you go to a new grade and you encounter new students. And so being career and college readiness, it means being okay with who you are, being okay with sharing pieces of yourself. And then also knowing, just like any adult knows, there's so much information that you release at certain times because it's just professionalism. So, you know, teaching your children that as educators in the classroom, one of our goals is educating our students so that they can have a career and helping them understand those soft skills that are included with being employable. So I I do feel that whether it's a job interview or a college interview or whatever have you, as you're beginning these relationships the student should be prepared to have those conversations, be prepared to share parts of themselves and not be afraid of it. If you are afraid to tell somebody who you are, then it's okay to think of that place, whether it be a job or a school, as maybe not the right place for you. Because that's something that took me a while to learn. I'm not a fit everywhere. And that's okay because there's so many different people in this world and everybody should be valued for who they are. And if you're in a place that doesn't value you, then find the place that does. You know, Michelle, that's, I think, an important, but going back to parents and their power or their partnering for policy with schools, since a lot of people listening to us are educators, what are some policy issues that you think families and educators could come together with that support these children? So they're uh, in the news. We've heard a lot about 
bullying and harassment and sexual harassment and even the bathroom issue, which we won't really talk about right now. But I do feel that schools, the campus culture, the community that the school is, has the ability to um, ensure that uh, students feel safe on campus and that students feel like they can walk amongst their students and and be free of that type of harassment or bullying. So as far as policies, you know, that that's something that parents can talk about with their administrators. You know, how can we ensure that the school is a safe environment? All schools have nooks and crannies, right? All schools have places that may feel that they're a little private. So making sure that educators are in those areas during passing periods or that those areas are monitored even when there isn't a, a passing period. Right. In other words, don't make it safe for bullying or abuse by having places that an abuser could, could take advantage of. Exactly. I agree with. Also, all schools have to have a discipline plan. And I think one thing that's important in what you're saying is we have to protect students from being in any way hurt. But also, I think there has to be a very positive way to deal with the bullier to, so that there's a, something that transforms. Rather than just blaming and punishing, you figure out in this campus that the adults who are the educators on the campus figure out how to shift the bullier from not just being angry and, and quiet and sullen because he was stopped from bullying, but that they become more humane and more open. And so that I think the challenge is not just having the discipline plan, but also approaches that transform the bullier into a partner, a friend. Right, absolutely. I mean, this goes into, I believe, the education piece of it, you know, educating our students about inclusiveness and educating our students on tolerance and all of the things that I think makes America a great place to be because it is a melting pot. There are just so many different types of individuals and again, going back to valuing them and teaching students to do that. I wanna ask you a little bit in terms of, you're an educator and a parent. Has being the parent of a gay now man influenced how you are as an educator? I think absolutely. It's actually changed the dynamic of our our family household as well as who I am and and what I bring to my employer. I try to always be mindful of what I say and how I treat people because I, again, realize some of the trials and, and tribulations that my son went through when he was in school. So when he was in school, he didn't always have access to other students that were like him, not because they weren't there, but because they weren't open about it, because they didn't feel safe. He wasn't always sure what he could share about himself. So me, what I try to do is I try to be as open as I can be so that I won't make anyone feel excluded or unwanted. Because again, I, I think with um, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we have to help people feel safe before they can get to any transformative place in their life and really open up the ability to learn and create. And that's really what we want to do as an educator. We want students to be able to learn and create. And if they don't feel safe, they can't do that. That's perfect. Thank you, Michelle. This is a conversation that we hope many people have in this way. Thank you very much. You're welcome. 
thank you for listening to IDRA Class Notes. For more information on IDRA and other Class Notes topics, go to www.idra.org. You can also send us your thoughts by email to podcast at idra.org.